tap thing because what if you shook it up? <laughs> um, I just want to see my levels. Okay. Are they okay? Yeah. You're the professional. No, I know. I'm. Yeah, it's so okay though. If you've listened to any of the episodes, the guest always has to make sure that everything's okay before we begin. Uh, well, let's see. I mean, it seems good, right? I, I mean, it's been okay so far. I've done, yeah, I've done eight successful episodes since I've had the equipment. The first four were rogue on something else. Check, check. Let me go a little higher. There we go. I think that's good. So leave it there always. I think so. I mean, it depends on how loud the person is, but this is like a pretty good amount. Okay, cool. Thank you also you. get headphones, you know, and that way people can hear themselves. Yeah, I guess I could do that. It's That's like another level. It's pretty uh, easy. You just need to get a splitter, which is like $10, and then two pairs of headphones. I mean, I can... Okay, this is good. This uh -huh. is like why you're my more successful friend. <laughs> are, we uh, are we starting? Or is this? Yeah, sometimes I like to just go okay, straight. Okay, here I we are. We were doing some tech stuff <laughs> at the beginning, which is definitely <laughs> what I'm known for. <laughs> and uh, now we're getting into the actual podcast. Oh, right. So how do we say your last name so I don't fuck it up? Uh, it's called it's called Michon is my last name. Michon. Okay, yeah. that's so I'm so glad I asked you because yeah. the way I read it was way different. No, it's quite um, non-intuitive. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so I'm supposed to do like the I'm supposed to like intro the podcast. Okay, I'm not here. Do it. <laughs> um so <laughs> I can't do it cuz you're like so serious about me doing it right now. And now I just feel weird. No, I'm just fucking with you. Um yeah, so this is the me and my more successful friends podcast. Um and it's with the and sign actually, not the a and d. Did you know that? Were you aware? Andrew? Um, I wasn't really thinking about it, <laughs> but it does change my whole perspective on, you know, what I'm going to bring to the episode. So oh, really? It's good to know, yeah. Okay, great. I'll have to so recalibrate. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut all of this out. Um, yeah, so this is the Me and My More Successful Friends podcast, and today we are uh, sitting with a great friend. He's actually, like, one of my best friends. We go way back um, to last summer on a street corner in Atwater. <laughs> It wasn't even the corner. It was in the middle of the block. It was in the middle of the block. You were seated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we call you Andrew. Yeah. Sean. Yeah, and that's the oh only I time we it. met. Yeah. yeah. Andrew Michon is uh, a really funny comedian oh, wow. that I found on the internet. Wow. Through other funny comedians that are my friends. Yeah. yeah. And then we've been friends online, and then we saw each other at the middle of the sidewalk one time, and seems like you were at a meeting and I was with a friend or something and you said hi very briefly and then here we are a year later and you asked me to do your podcast and really everything does come full circle. It does and now you're in my living room. I know it really things changed. And I got two couches just so it wouldn't be so invasive once I lured you here. Yeah we each have a couch and there's even an extra chair in the corner in case the couches are not working and yeah, <laughs> I feel very safe. You feel safe. Yeah. And you brought me four drinks. Yeah, I brought four seltzer waters. I mean, I just thought, well, there's two of us, two waters each. Math comes out to four total. That's what I brought. That is kind of how math works. <laughs> um, I'm glad that you like did all of that math for me because I do have dyscalculia. And what is that? That's dyslexia with numbers. Uh -huh. So sometimes math is really hard, even like the most basic of math. Even like so reading like totals on checks and stuff? Yeah, it takes me a second. And I was a server for a very long time. Huh. So I made a lot of money. Because like when I would input, that was a joke. If you're, <laughs> that was a server joke. Because uh, you, you would ever, mess like, things up. I would just always like be like, oh, I thought it said $20 for the tip, not two. Wow. 
You're getting very low tips, huh? Not a good <laughs> server. <laughs> no, I was actually true, true, true story. I was actually a really good server. Uh. I made bank. I made. Um, I was like the person that you would come to see. Like I created regulars. Huh? Did you make more money doing that than what you do now? Um, no. Okay. Now I have. I mean, can't you tell that I have a lot of nice things? Right, a lot it's of a more like steady thing now. A lot of fake wooden furniture in here. Yeah, I mean, I come in, you yeah. talk about replacing the small TV with a bigger one. It <laughs> sounds like things are going well. <laughs> yeah, but you can make like a really good living as a server. Yeah, if you're in like New York, I think. No, even in LA. Yeah. If you're topless while you're doing it. Oh, really? That's what <laughs> I heard. Interesting. You're topless serving. So, so Andrew... My maid is topless. I do one of those topless maid things. Oh, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> but oh. they have those like vans around town. It's they like do. And it's real. I thought it was no, a joke. No, it's definitely real. But I wonder um, what part of it is. I wonder the degree to which it's mostly sexual or mostly actually cleaning. I, I don't know. Do you know Nicole Amy Schreiber? I do. So she like five years ago was writing for this blog and actually had to do a story where she had to order one of the maids. Mm. They, w they had the same question. You can Google it. Um, but I guess the general consensus was that uh, it is mostly sexual, but they do clean. They come with, like, the cleaning products and everything. Are they d They're not, like, prostitutes, right? No, I don't think so. I they're just, like, there to clean, and then the guys are just into it? Yeah, it's just like a, it's like a fetish. Yeah, I get thing. it. I mean, you're a guy, so you would know more than me, like, about those types of fetishes. Yeah, I know all about that fetish. <laughs> How's that? Thing. I've never sat on that one. How is it? How's that? Scotch is good. I mean, it's quite similar to the one you're on. Um, feels like the same brand, or is it not? <laughs> it is the same brand. They did. I did buy them as a pair. Yeah, it works. Um, it does not have two arms because that's what it, it's a chafe, a chest. Right, right. No, it, yeah, it's working like for me. Fancy way. Yeah. You keep checking. I like just that. Just making sure the levels are good, you know, because yeah. I did bump it up a little bit, but I think it's for the best. You think it's for the best? Yeah. Okay. If you fucked everything up. When I have to listen to this back later, you're going to have to come back over with four more drinks. Okay. I, I will um, agree to that. Yeah. So, all right. So, we did the first half of the premise of the podcast, which is establishing how we met. Okay. Um, typically, I have a very long history with people that are on this show. So, I was trying to, like, really amp it up to make our that summer that we met on the internet really mean something. Sure, sure. Um, I think there were many plans to get ice cream. Yeah, you were trying to get ice cream, and that just didn't happen. <laughs> and then, you know, he saw me on the sidewalk. And then, again, a year later. A year later, it. all full circle. So that's cool. Um, so you, how, so you're from not L.A.? No, I'm originally from the Bay Area, but then I lived in Colorado for, like, middle school and high school, and then I lived in portland oregon for college and after college so i lived oh wow. in those three places portland and that's where you started stand up that's where yeah you i started stand up like 10 years ago in portland 10 years ago yeah. you don't even look 10 years old so i know how? it just <laughs> does not make sense yeah. does not make sense are you in the 30s yet? yeah i am okay so you're like an official grown-up yeah i just look much younger than i am yeah um so you like drink a baby's blood like I do like drink a, a baby's blood. <laughs> one baby, and he's not doing well. <laughs> it's not going well for that baby. Like, I don't like how much sunscreen do you invest in a year? I mean, I use sunscreen every day, but I'm not that safe about it. I don't know. I think I just genetically. I also don't haven't drank in like ten years, and don't really party, and I'm pretty pretty chill. So maybe that. I also am like vegan. I I don't know all these things. 
Um, do you get eight hours of sleep a night? That is one thing that I don't am not consistent with. I sleep pretty um low amounts. Erratic. You have erratic sleep patterns. No, I'll just sleep like six hours on average. Oh, that's like a pretty good like ra- like even number of. Like yeah, I mean, people say eight is best, but six is fine. I mean, who decided that eight like was their sleep? Doctors study? and stuff. Yeah. Or was it like a scam in order to? No, get I mean, I've read a lot of stuff that sleep is quite important, and it's like, like really long term. Lack of sleep leads to like severe brain problems, and um, oh it's wow. not good. It's not good. Okay. Yeah. I probably need to rethink some things. Do you have problems with sleeping? I d- I don't know if I necessarily have problems as much as I just drink like a copious amounts of coffee like throughout the day up mm. until like sometimes ten o'clock at night because I just you know I just need something I need to like feel alive. Right. Um. Like I had a cup of coffee earlier. I did a. I was on a podcast. I was a guest on a podcast, and we were in a dark room. And I think without that cup of coffee, I would have been like having a panic attack. It was very odd. Isn't coffee induced panic though? Probably, <laughs> but I just tell my brain that I need it, okay. so it all works out. No, I sleep. Um, I, it gets really hot, and I have like central air, as you can feel. Yeah, it's great in here. Yeah, I'm pretty fancy, but for whatever reason, in that room, it still gets extremely hot, and like. There's like a sensor on the central air that I've noticed that when it gets to the cer- the temperature that I set it at, it will shut off, which is sort of like cool because like I don't want to spend a thousand dollars a month on AC, but also it's not because as it gets later in the evening when I'm sleeping, um, for whatever reason it gets hotter hmm. in the night. So it's it quite hot, and I wake up like three or four times. Um, so I don't know. That's a problem. That's not what we. That's not what the podcast is about. <laughs> I mean, okay. podcast isn't about sleep. But um, you know, those are some things about me. But back to you. Let's so do it. All right. So I was going on a tangent because okay, guys, you can't see Andrew, but he looks young as fuck, <laughs> and like I'm a little scared. <laughs> I think I might have. Oh, I've been there. Oh, you have. Yeah, it was a screensaver on her on her um, <laughs> TV, <laughs> and I've been there. <laughs> Where was that? <laughs> it's it's called um, Dugan Falls, and it's in Washington. Oh right, and people jump off that bridge. They oh to death. No 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 for fun. Oh yeah, it was a bridge over a uh, like a little stream of water, but it's quite deep there. You should specify that they're attached to something, um, because it, you know Washington's very much associated with. Um, suicide. Suicide. Yeah. No, 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 no. There, it's a fun thing. Although someone did get pushed off that bridge, <laughs> and there's a video of it. And it's pretty brutal. Oh. It was like a kind of a teenage girl who was like thinking about jumping, and then her friend just pushed her off, and she got she fell very in the wrong way and hit her ribs. I've also been there actually. It's crazy. Um, wow, I feel like I need to turn off the screensaver. This is cool. <laughs> no, I've been to two of the places on the screensaver already. Have I'm you gr- been there? That's no, that um, looks like the Amalfi Coast in Italy, and I have not been there. Oh yeah. I have not been to that part of Italy either, um, but I would like to go one day. Okay, we can get off the screensaver, but it was kind of cool that it, I just glanced over there twice and I'd been to both places. I know. I think it was meant to be. Yeah. That was a good omen for you that I'm not going to murder you later. Oh, is that what how, how that works? <laughs> no, I don't know. So um, so I, I actually like wrote down questions. Yeah, let's hear it. Because you're the first person that I've had on that I don't actually like know super right well. we don't know each other well yeah so I was like all right I gotta um prove to this guy that I know how to podcast let's even see it though you like I think don't believe that I know how to podcast because right when you got here you started checking my levels so well you didn't express any sort of um, confidence in it 
So I did it. No, you were like, I don't know. I think it's okay. And then I'm like, well, I used oh. to have this thing, and then I bumped yeah. it up. Yeah, like you don't know me that well, so like th- I just like do this thing where I like pretend I don't know. Oh, anything. okay. It's like a, uh, it's like how I use my like womanly prowess right. to sort of like lure people in to think I'm dumb, but I'm actually really fucking smart. Okay, it's classic. I'm kidding. So, um, all right. So that's cool. So I I took a look at my notes, and now I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Let's go. So when did you come to L.A.? Uh, I moved here like six years ago. Six years ago? And it yeah. was for stand-up? Or yeah, for comedy, different types of comedy stuff, stand-up and writing and stuff. And, like, I'm assuming that when you were in Portland uh-huh. and you started your career there, something happened where people were like, you're so funny, you should come to L.A.? Or was it sort of just... No, no, no. No, I mean, I was doing well, and it was going fine, and I definitely didn't feel like i wanted to live in that city forever and then i just moved here no i didn't have any opportunities or anything if you just came you're yeah. like i'm sick of rain and all these people in flannels so i'm gonna come the down rain there. definitely is annoying i like portland though it's a nice city but i feel like i outgrew it. i lived there for like eight years and then i was just you know obviously los angeles is an entertainment destination i had a lot of friends here so i moved here and settled in pretty well in terms of like community and friendship and opportunities and comedy stuff and yeah yeah when was like the first like what was it like when you decided you first wanted to do stand-up was it sort of this thing where people kind of always told you you were funny or you just like it was a dare no it was not no (laughs) i mean yeah i had done comedy stuff like in college i was like head of the improv crew at my school or group or whatever and then i also a friend of mine him and I started like the satirical newspaper that we used to distribute every week on campus. So like mm-hmm. I had comedic outlets that I was doing and then stand up. I just was like, Oh, I'll try that. And then I just went to like an open mic when I was a senior in college and it went pretty well. And then I just kind of kind of started doing it like every night when I was still in college. And then, you know, there's like this Bridgetown comedy festival it was like a big festival in Portland. I did that like my first few years doing stand up and met a lot of people like friends who I then, you know, kept in touch with and became friends with down here and stuff like that. And that's how you kind of got immersed in like the LA. Yeah, I think so. And everything. But even still moving to a town is quite, uh, you know, it's like a bit of a different, like you have to kind of start over because when I moved here, all of my friends who I had met at like comedy festivals and stuff like that, like for the most part, they were all like much, they were like too successful to really help me because they Mm -hmm. were all like, I don't know. They were just like doing, they were at like a couple rungs above me. Whereas like I needed to make friends with people who were like going to open mics and like putting on little indie shows and stuff like that. So when I got here, I just like every night would go to open mics for like the first year and then met everyone. And then after doing that for like a year, I was getting on like, you know, like hot tub and meltdown and like all the good shows in town. And then I was like, okay, I'm in a place where I don't need to be in that community as much anymore. And then I haven't gone to an open mic since. And then wow. now I do lots of shows regularly and I'm on the road a lot. And yeah. How long ago was that when you were like, oh, I'm getting spots and you decided that open mics weren't something that was necessary? Like, I don't know, four, four or five years ago. Wow. I had already been doing comedy for like five or six years. Oh, okay, so, so you were like pretty established. It was no, I mean, I wasn't like successful, but I definitely feel like I understood myself and what I was doing on stage and the i feel like open mics are not actually helpful for developing material as much as they're helpful for like being comfortable as a comedian mm-hmm, making friends and yeah friends and knowing people in the scene but i think once you're at a certain point it's like 
oh, this is not actually a good representation of how crowds will receive material because it's very much like insular and it's just like friends laughing at each other. And like the stuff that actually seems to do well is like self-referential for the idea of being at an open mic. It's just like not a good representation. Mm-hmm. I did an open mic like um, like a month ago that this guy reached out to me. He's like, hey, I have this open mic. It's like really good crowd. And, and um, you know, I want you to like headline it and do like 10 minutes in the middle or whatever. It was like, yeah, and I was like, okay, I mean, I, this guy seems cool. I, don't, I didn't know him. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll go and do this. I was like, I don't have a show that night. Why not? It was like not too far from my house. And I went and did it and just like truly bombed. And it was like <laughs> material that I do regularly that I like, do on the road opening for people and that I like do in yeah. town, like stuff that I know is like consistently does well. And I was just like, oh, this is like so not a representation of like what actual like comedy, comedy is, crowds yeah. are. This yeah. is just like a lot of people who are at a certain rung who are all friends with each other and don't know me and don't like me and are just like vibing me out in a way. And it's like maybe it was my responsibility to figure out how to do better in that situation. But it was just like it was so bad that I'm just like, oh, this is I see why this is no longer useful to me to, to be in this community. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think. I agree with you in the sense that after a few years, you kind of either find, like, your tribe in a way in the comedy uh-huh. scene, and and it does sort of get really clicky. Like, I started seven years ago, and I hadn't done a mic in the last... I've probably done, like, five mics in the last two years, and most recently, it the vibe felt so different mm. from when I first started, which I don't know if it's because the scene is just changing... Or I don't know, but um, would you say, like, if you had to give advice to someone that was just starting out today, like. Don't. Don't. No, don't. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I, yeah. You just, a comedian. No, no, it's fine. But I mean, we're definitely too many comedians and we don't need any more. But if you really insist on thinking you're funny, then, um, yeah, you just have to go to open mics and do it every night and meet people and feel comfortable and stuff like that. And don't expect results for a very long time. <laughs> I think that was the hardest thing for me when I first started doing stand-up, like realizing, because I would, I would, I was doing the same mic pretty regularly, so people started to get to know me, and I was doing well at the mic, and then finding out that some, like sometimes you aren't funny, <laughs> or uh-huh. half of that material is really just for those particular people, and that's it. And um, I think particularly in Los Angeles, people who I'm, I'm glad I didn't start in this city as far as comedy because I think it's. Mm. I think it's weird to be starting out in a city where like a there are stakes and like people can see you who like could remember you forever and just think you're not funny and I'm guilty of that myself where it's like if I've seen someone five years ago and I just didn't think they were funny in my mind I'm just like that person's not funny which is not really how stand-up works sometimes people get better or whatever but or (laughs) everyone gets better I guess but so that there are stakes and then also I think people have unrealistic expectations about their own level of success because you do have pretty direct access to people who are very successful. Like if you hang out at like the comedy store or wherever you hang out or whatever, like parties or shows you go to, like, you know, you could be on a show, like in your first year of doing comedy, you can be like on a show with like a huge headlining comedian who's like world famous, you know? Mm -hmm. And that just like changes your perception of like where you're actually at. Whereas in reality, it's like, no, you're, you need to like keep doing this for a very long time before you're going to actually get to a level where you're like successful. But you, and I think it actually can breed like a sense of, 
entitlement or something where you're like, oh, but I'm, I did well on the same show as Louis C.K. did. Or, I mean, I guess that's not a good example. But, um, <laughs> Whoa, of all the comedians. <laughs> sorry, I just was thinking of like the biggest comedian and, yeah. and the guy who did nothing wrong. But, um, nothing wrong. Totally kidding. Completely <laughs> innocent. <laughs> Fully kidding. But no, it's like, you know, like it does kind of create a, a, a warped sense of self, I think, if you're like on shows with really big people or even if you're friends with people who are like really successful and you're like, oh, I should be at their level. But it's like, oh, but you've only been doing comedy a little bit. Like that's not actually accurate. I don't know. Right. Maybe I'm yeah, it all tripping, comes, but. No, I think you're right. It all comes in time unless, I don't know, I've seen a couple comedians, like some people that I can think of that hadn't been doing it that long. Like maybe they were three years in and then they got something on TV oh, yeah, or that like happens. an opportunity. Like yeah. um, someone that comes to mind is like Becky Robinson. She was someone I felt like she and I sort of started around the same time and she, but she like really delved into the character thing, which I think five years ago was like that was the thing to do for mm-hmm. to set yourself apart and i hate to like put gender on it but as a female comedian there's so many of us now where we kind of you know white blonde girls we need to figure out how to stand out mm-hmm. <laughs> but um i don't know i yeah i mean as far as people getting things at different levels i mean that's just classic you can't really care about that no you have to figure <laughs> out what works for you because if you're trying to be someone else yeah. On stage, it's awkward and Meaning weird. don't do a character. You can't be someone else on stage. No, I'm kidding. But what if that's <laughs> all you are? No, what if, like, characters is all you are? I don't know. I Comedy is this weird thing where, for me, I grew up in L.A. and starting here, yeah, it was, it was just this thing where I didn't even think. I was like, oh, this isn't going to be anything. This is just a hobby. Mm-hmm. And now, fast forward seven years later, I'm just interview like hanging out with my friends asking them why they're more successful than me so yeah here that, you are that's you like really my, care yeah i really was like this is how i'm gonna make my way i'm just gonna shit on myself all day and have my friends come over and just tell me what i'm doing wrong all right masochist <laughs> so give me five things that you learned in comedy where you were failing that have now made you a better comedian me really five things there's only there's not there's more i mean that's no i just saying that's a lot <laughs> no i don't know i guess to sort of like shift gears from like not making it so specific to stand up but just like career wise like was there has there any been has there been any moment that was like really pinnacle where you thought oh i can stay in la like this is actually working like i don't know what's like your definition of success i guess yeah um i mean for me my i think I think my definition of success is just doing creative work that you're proud of, that people seem to like. Like, that's really all that matters. I think, like, the actual entertainment industry and, like, you know, TV and, like, you know, gatekeepers and, like, uh, all that stuff is so outside of your control that, like, it's kind of hard to measure success on those metrics because it is so arbitrary, it seems, at times. But if you are just creating work, whether it's, I don't know, a podcast or... I don't know, stand-up clips or a TV show you wrote or whatever, like anything you were doing that you're proud of that people are connecting with, I think that's really all that matters. But obviously the barrier for people connecting to it is industry stuff and getting stuff on TV or getting, you know, stand-up sets on TV or whatever. Like there is certainly the gatekeepers are very important in having people connect with your work, but I do think that's the most important thing. Even if it's just doing a set on a stand-up show in town and like it goes well and people are like liking you like that, is, I think, success in a certain way. So six years ago, you got to L.A., Uh you started giving 
the good spots, I guess, because everyone, everyone wants to be on Hot Tub. That's like the best show in L.A. that's not at a comedy club, I would say. Yeah, yeah I agree. What were you doing, like, monetarily? Because obviously just doing right. shows like that doesn't doesn't pay like yeah i mean i've had different jobs you know and kind of i worked for this like newspaper when i was in portland and i did kind of different random stuff when i came down here and i i got lucky i like sold a show pretty early on that like a just a that? pilot it's a pilot that you can see online called the ghost family but i sold that and that was like a few months of work that was pretty consistent and then i've written for some tv shows and then i don't know it's very you know feast or famine in a way in terms of entertainment stuff like mm -hmm. it's definitely hard to get things consistently but i don't know i've figured it out along the way and you're on the road right now or not really i mean i open for some people on the road every now and then but i'm not like out there all the time just whenever you feel like it no whenever i get asked by my friends who i open for <laughs> that's pretty cool i mean i guess it pays to like have friends in comedy oh yeah i mean you got to <laughs> definitely it's definitely important yeah. And you said you haven't drank for 10 years. Is that because like... It's not even really accurate anymore. I didn't drink for 10 years. And then I started drinking like a year ago, but not really drinking. I mean, I've had like, I don't know, 10 glasses of wine in the last year. Like, I'm not like a drinker. It's never been your thing. Well, no, when I was in college, I drank a lot. And then like when I, like 10 years ago, I like had some health stuff come up and I felt like alcohol was affecting my health and I would just feel really sick if I had like one or two drinks the next day and I'm just like oh this seems to not really vibe with me right now so then I was like I'm gonna take a month off and see how I feel and then it seemed to improve my health and then that month lasted for like 10 years wow and then I went through a breakup last year and I was like going on dates with people and stuff and I was like well I'm not like an alcoholic I don't really have a problem with drinking and if it's like normal to like have a drink with someone on a date and like I feel like I want to then I should just be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So I've done that a few times, although most of the times I'm in that situation, I don't drink. But every once in a while, I'm like, well, I'll have one glass of wine. And what's your wine of choice? I don't really know because I don't really <laughs> drink very much. But I mean, I guess I prefer red. Red, yeah, that's a Everyone's good Everyone's into these natural wines now, I guess. There's all these bars that have like natural wine. Yeah, they have like organic wine. Yeah, there's like all this filters. fancy. I tried that orange wine the other day. Have you had that? You mm -hmm. got to try it. <laughs> I know you're. I know you're a recovering alcoholic, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no. But everyone's in this orange wine now. It's just called like skinless wine or skin well, contact. Like the wine. white claw shit. Wait, no, no, that? that's that's like a God, Mike's so Hard Lemonade. Okay. Mike Claw's like a Mike's Hard Lemonade, but yeah, it's by the same company too. No, there's just this orange wine. I don't really know, but all these bars are into it right now, and it's like very expensive. And there's something to do with the skin. I don't know if there is. I don't know if it's made with like more skin or less skin, but there's something I think it's called skin contact wine or something. They like leave the skin in the barrel. And there's let it something ferment. with the skin I that makes it. Wine. Yeah, there's something with the skin. It's a w kind of a white wine, but it's like skinny and um, <laughs> has skin in there, and it's like orange. I feel like that's a, there's a bit in there somewhere. <laughs> people are into it. I don't know. I've had. I it. think I've seen it, but I was thinking that people were just drinking like some fucking weird ass vodka. No, it's drink. like a thing. I mean, I, I don't even really like it. It kind of tastes a bit off to me but people seem to like it interesting yeah i would say if i can give you any advice since i'm a professional drinker sure um and you're on a date uh red's always a good way to go oh really because you'll you well some people are allergic to all the sulfates in red wine so the organic wine is better that way you don't get a hangover right but summertime you're really supposed to have like some type of like really nice like white sort of sparkling or like a sauvignon blanc that's summer but i was always a red wine drinker okay yeah and then you always just go for a cab because you don't want to look like an idiot. Like if you're going to order wine on a date with a girl and like she drinks wine, like always just go with a cab. Really? Okay. Yeah.
These are good tips. You should be writing. Yeah, I am definitely. I will write them down. I mean, I had like 22 years of drinking under my belt. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, like, fucking major professional. (laughs) Like to the point of like I couldn't stop myself from blacking out, but I could always stop myself from having a hangover. Huh. Like oh, through what? Oh, through like what you would be drinking or something? Just like remedies. Like you drink like a glass of milk before you go out to like huh. coat your stomach and you just like keep drinking. Oh. Have like snacks in your purse, you know. Okay. Always carry snacks. Gotta get a purse. And you got like deep pockets, so I feel like. I could get some. Yeah, I could, yeah, you can I get could some fit some stuff. Yeah. Some like granola bars. Yeah. You know, make sure you don't roofie yourself before you go out. That's also like a good. Right, right. Thing. I will definitely try not to. <laughs> I lived a wild life for quite some time. Yeah, apparently it so. It was very fun. Um, but now we're here. Is it tame now? Now everything is the same. I'm just not um, drinking. Okay. And I'm not sending, like, I'm sorry texts every day. Right. Unless, like, someone died and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry for right. your loss. So you're just not apologizing for anything anymore? No, now I'm, like, apologizing all the time, but it's, like, genuine. Oh, it's, like, okay. it's not, like, because I felt like something shitty happened. Like, I'm unsure, so I'm just going to say sorry before you can, like, approach me. Yeah. You know? Got it. Um, so I think those are, like, some things that I'm learning how to be successful just in life. Like right, Like, how to just, no. like, be a successful human being. Well, I also, I mean, that touches on something I think that is also important is that I think success is not just based on your career or where you're at in the entertainment industry. I think, you know, having a life that is well-rounded and happy and worth living is more important than any sort of monetary or, you know, professional gain. I agree. Yeah. Especially like having like your relationships and the people that you surround yourself with. Yeah. I mean, I'm much more proud of my friends and surfing and camping and my dog and like those things make me really really happy i'm not saying i'm more i guess i'm not more proud of those things but that is like a very integral part of what i'm happy with that's right so did you just start like surfing last summer no it was like (laughs) i guess now it was like two or three years like two and a half years ago and you're like you're up you're up when i'm up and i go to a regular thing regular yeah i wake up at 5 a.m yeah yeah so that so, yes, yeah, so that's why you're only getting six hours of sleep. That's part of it, because I yeah. used to be, like, a really big late-night guy, and then I started surfing, and then now I wake up really early, but then I still sometimes, like, last night I was up till four for whatever reason, so I still sometimes am up late, but then I also sometimes wake up really early, so it kind of, like, has messed me up a little bit. That's okay. I'm fine. You, you're young enough, I assume. I haven't actually told you are, but I'm assuming you're young enough to, like... I'm young enough, yeah. Yeah, I Young think enough like to party. Yeah, you can, like, stay up till 4 a.m., probably, like, four days in a row, and you'll be, you still won't get any wrinkles. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> of all those, those babies. So, so I feel like you've had, like, some big things happen to you recently. Like, you got a dog. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah the dog, great. you've really been, like, getting those dog likes and, like, yeah. racking in, like, the followers. Oh, yeah, dog followers. <laughs> yeah, I know, he's, he's, he's good, yeah, he's kind of popular, and people seem to like him, and... He's a fixture in my life, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually pretty disappointed. I th- really thought you were going to show up with Bluetooth. I could have brought him. I just didn't know if it was appropriate. I know. I should have just told you to bring yeah. him. My dog's name is Bluetooth. He's very cute. He's a Shih Tzu. And, um, yeah. He looks like a cartoon character. Yeah, he's pretty silly. And his personality is very much like an animated character. Yeah, yeah. He's really cute. I got his face tattooed on my arm the other day. Did you really? I did, yeah. 
I don't know. I think I missed that on the Insta. It's okay. It's okay. I, you know, the algorithm's really fucking everything up. Like, I don't see everything anymore. Not me. I'm getting tons of likes over here. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just, I, I'm just not likable. I guess I, I, um, I used to rack in like about a hundred, and now I'm at like twenty. So how Whoa. can I? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I know. just dropped off. Right now, I used I'm the opposite. I used to be like around 100 and now I'm like 6 6 700 every picture. Ah, what times are you posting throughout the day? Um I don't know. I'm not really worried about that. I think I also have just have developed more fans of my work. That's really all it is. Yeah, you're definitely my more successful friend. That's the whole point. You're yeah. probably the most successful person I've had on the podcast. I don't so think far. that's true. I'm not that successful. In terms of likes. I'm doing fine. I just meant like Instagram. Oh, likes. in terms of likes. I mean it is interesting looking at the I don't know if it's the algorithm or people are buying followers or what, but it's like yeah, I see people who have like a lot of fo- I mean, I see people who have a lot of followers and their pictures get like no likes and I'm like, What's up? you know? Yeah, I have two thousand followers, all organic. I didn't do any type of bot. And it's just like I don't know. I yeah, think it's weird. I think I need to post like my tits more, um, which is yeah, not I'm something I'm I do. I'm posting your tits all the time. Yeah. And you're getting tons <laughs> of likes. I'm telling you, yeah. your tits are really actually good if you put them to work. I like never. I don't really do stuff like that, but I done it like a couple times recently just to see. What I was like doing a social experiment, and I'm uh-huh. like, man, I'm never gonna be like the naked girl on Instagram, but like maybe I'll just like give the illusion that I have cleavage when I have like yeah. negative a boobs. Uh-huh. And um. Yeah, work? I got like 130 likes yeah, the other I'm day. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm posting your tits and it really is working. <laughs> so. But yeah, I haven't figured it out. I don't know. I guess I just need to um, do something or like have a career. Yeah. I guess that would help. I thought like just being a girl would y- help. Maybe 10 years ago, but we were, we're past that. Yeah, people don't care anymore because now yeah. everyone's just like every gender. So it's yeah. like it doesn't matter. It's true. Yeah, I just, maybe I, I don't know. I got to figure out how to be more interesting. I so I'm like trying to tap into people like you um, to teach me <laughs> the ways and like what can I do? How can I just like ride on everyone's coattails? Right. Um, I mean, I had a name of some like I have the same name as someone that I like that helped for a little bit. And right. then people like got bored of that. So I like changed my name. Right. You know, it was like a whole thing. Uh-huh. But it's okay. I don't mind like not being liked on the internet or whatever. Right. But in life, it would be cool to like get real life likes, you know. Right. I mean, what are your c- goals with comedy? What are my goals with comedy? Um, like in a, on a serious note. Yeah. I, mean. uh, I think like you know, getting sober was definitely a game changer in mm-hmm. the sense that uh, I feel like I'm starting over. Right. So you know. Maybe I've been doing this for seven years, but now it feels like it's really been a year again. Right. Um, so I'm like reestablishing myself. So yeah, it would be it would be nice um, to continue building relationships and getting on better shows, uh, so I can show my worth. But long term, um, I really like feel like a voiceover career is probably where things are going. Cause, like, is that happening for you? Yeah, so stuff is starting to happen. It's just one of those cool things in L.A. where you can't talk about it. Um, Do you have, like, an agent and stuff? Or um, actually, haven't, I'm shopping around for an agent right now. A production company picked me up and just, like, made a ton of content. And oh, that's cool. has um, used me as one of the main people. And they have um, some, like, really good backing. It's... It's stuff that I feel awkward talking about. No, that's like cool. I can't. Yeah, that's no, great. But that's that's like, if I'm gonna be smart about it, I know that's where I'll make. Yeah. 
like it's a living. Yeah. Um, but no, I really like. I don't know. Maybe this type of shit will turn into something. I really like engaging people and mm-hmm. being weird and um, just sort of, you know, engaging a lot of different personalities and kind of just seeing like how I mesh with others and having conversations and it would be cool to get paid to just like have conversations like yeah for an hour each day sure i hear you and just like post it so on that note you have a podcast uh-huh. called podcast outside it's called podcast but outside but outside that's yeah. right sorry no it's okay fuck it's up okay. your name yeah. like i'm really just trying to act like i didn't google you before right. you came over right. uh, so how did that idea come about yeah, so the the basic premise of the show is my friend Cole and I set up a table on the sidewalk at different locations around LA and wherever else we travel to. And anyone is welcome to pop by and sit and talk to us. And um, we just have conversations with anyone who's walking down the street. Um, it was my friend Cole Hirsch's idea. And then he had kind of like pitched it to a couple of places and it didn't really, they didn't really get it or something. And then we had been working on some stuff together for like a year, but we just had like been writing a bunch of stuff. And then I was like, well, why don't we just try to do that? And then I had some podcast equipment, so we just tried it. And then we kind of learned like what needs to happen. And at first we just, re- we just did it as a podcast. We just recorded one episode downtown and it went really well and it was really interesting, but there was a lot of visual stuff that happened that was very strange. <laughs> so we were like, well, we have to record this, I guess, and release it on YouTube because this, this is like, uh, this is that's more interesting than just an audio version of it so then we never released that first episode that's just a lost track because it's just we didn't film it and then we recorded a new first episode and it was interesting and we filmed it and then we edited it and all this stuff yeah and then it's just kind of grown i mean it's it's not like hugely successful but we've had some you know clips get like millions of views and go viral and then well, there seems to be a lot of fans and you know a lot of regular listeners and yeah it's growing pretty pretty quickly yeah I thought I I've been actually like kind of glued to it recently cuz I find a lot of joy when I'm sitting at a desk doing this thing that people do Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 um and it's been a nice distraction to break up the day oh. and my favorite episode <laughs> and you can explain it cuz I I could only see it in clips and then I forgot about it until right now but was the homeless guy dancing in the background oh and spinning the, yeah yeah and then the camera <laughs> whoever was you had filming it like was that like a real moment like that really got captured when you guys like that well no no all that you're seeing so just for the you guys listening basically there was and then we were interviewing this woman and then in the background this guy <laughs> spun he just was spinning around and he just <laughs> he just spun you know 87 times or something it was very strange <laughs> and you can't they had a counter so you can watch it on it's the fucking it's funny yeah it's, it's on my really instagram but um <laughs> well no i mean that's all everything with that editing is all done in post so the filmer is just sitting there filming statically the entire time and then we just zoom in so mm-hmm. so the filmer didn't notice that we just noticed no it i editing. know but yeah. like that wasn't and we didn't know when we were recording that that was happening in the background. Okay. Yeah. A lot of, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind us that we don't know. <laughs> and then as we're editing it, we're like, oh, that guy hit a pole or though that guy, you know, spun around or whatever. And then we kind of, you know, lock in on that. That's why it's also so much work because we have, we're releasing an hour long video every week with like tons of editing. So probably like honestly 30 hours of work goes into each episode. Really? Yeah. It's incredibly in- time And intensive. then you really, are you, so guys he like pays everyone a dollar and yeah. then he gets to talk all to the him. guests yeah. so do you like cap that at like ten dollars or no like just whatever happens just yeah so you must have like how many episodes <laughs> have you done um i mean we've done 20 
And you spent $20? No, 200 More like it. Oh, right. we pay a dollar per guest. Oh, so how many guests per episode? I don't know how many guests we've had total. There's like five to ten per episode. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know. I just think it's really funny. Maybe I'm... I no, it's fun. Like it's <laughs> great. I also think my podcast is very funny. What has been like your favorite <laughs> episode so far? Um, Favorite? I don't know. I mean, there's just ones where we just are both really on and just kind of really funny and saying funny stuff. I mean... Mm. I had to choose an absolute favorite. I really don't. There's one that we did at night downtown at like 2 a.m. outside of the club. And that was pretty <laughs> crazy. I mean, that was like so weird. Like lots Just of talking crazy. to all these like high and drunk people. Yeah. I mean, there were, we talked to probably like 50 people that episode. It was crazy. And oh so many God. people walked by. And that episode is particularly chaotic in a fun way. And we just released an episode yesterday that's really good. That's like in, in Las Vegas. We did four episodes in Vegas. Oh, okay. And this is the third one. And it was r- just a really solid episode. A lot of interesting stuff happened. The guests were really good. And, and you were out there doing stand-up? And you guys no, no. We just did, went there to do the podcast. Really? Yeah. Well, we have some money coming in now. So we're able to like do oh, more stuff right, with it. Oh, right. Because it got picked up, right? Or no. W- there's just some stuff. There's some stuff some that's stuff. going on. Yeah. Some super secret <laughs> Hollywood stuff, guys. There's this some is stuff. This is, a, this is w- like what I was saying earlier. Like, can't really talk about it yet. But like. Yeah, there's Things are we, al- we also have like a Patreon, and we have you know we just sold merch, and we sold a bunch of shirts and stuff. And, and then how does like sort of, because I'm assuming you're not really like getting permits, so you're just kind of doing it. Yeah, no permits. And yeah. then you're getting chased away sometimes. That was a fun episode. Right. Yeah. I think that was in the same spinning episode, right, where you guys were like getting. The guy was like, "You're like, I don't even know." Oh, we did. We, we acted like we didn't know the filmer. No, that yeah. was the clip that went viral. That was a different episode. Um, but yeah, that um. Yeah, we haven't really been, like, fully shut down. I mean, the people in this Vegas episode told us to stop, but then we just kind of packed up our table and just stood there, and they didn't really <laughs> seem to care. So we've figured out loopholes in terms of how to do it. But, yeah, we've never – I mean, yeah, it's not feasible for us to have permits or to do anything like that. We just right. And we film it on an iPhone. We just have our camera person just sit there on an iPhone. So it kind of looks pretty independent. And I think that's the best – like, that's the best kind of content sometimes. Like Oh, yeah. I mean, if we were to, like, you know – do anything larger with this as like a tv show or i don't know if anything happened because we're kind of developing it and with some people right now trying to maybe do something else with it and if anything happened with it it's like i would still want to shoot it even if it had a budget the most simple way as possible like i would want me my co-host and one person filming it like i don't want anything else i think the simpler the better because that gives an authentic situation with these people whereas if it's like you have a crew of people around it's just not going to be as um, real like to produce yeah it's even just not even like from a visual standpoint but just like from a standpoint of the person walking by, it's like less inviting if it's like a whole situation as opposed to just like, here's two people at a table. A lot of times they don't even notice the cameraman. Like they're really just like focused on us and that's just, we want to keep it that way. What are some of the conversations that you've had? Like, is there anything that stands out where people like try really hard to be outrageous or does it? No, actually, I don't think we've had much of that at all, honestly. Like it's been pretty, there were like two guys who were really drunk and annoying who were like, just cat calling every woman who walked by that was like maybe the most outrageous in a way that was annoying but mm-hmm. for the most part people are very authentically themselves and genuine and you know i think it's cool because we don't really you know most everyone we talk to is not in the entertainment industry they're not trying to be entertainers they're just like real people who have lives and i don't know we talked to this woman who was like in her 80s who's an old jewish woman from long island and like her husband had like died of a crack addiction she didn't know about until after oh, he died I saw that, one. that was yeah. a clip that went that pre- went pretty people seem to like that and that's pretty gnarly yeah so it's like just stuff like that you know we've just had 
I don't know, like really interesting conversations with people that would not otherwise be represented in the, the medium. You know, I think that's what that's what I think is most cool about our show. Like my co-host and I are both funny and we do a good job and I'm proud of us. But ultimately, the star of the show is the people we talk to and they're people who wouldn't otherwise have a voice in media because they're not mm. trying to be entertainers. Right. So that's kind of what I think is most interesting. And especially living in, you know, right now in 2019 in the entertainment industry, like everyone's very concerned about you know, diversity and the optics of their show and having the right perspective and voices heard and all that stuff. And it's like when it's our show is like very much, there's no barrier to entry and anyone can be on it. It's like never a white guy. Like it's always different types of people sitting mm-hmm. down because it is just fully open to anyone and anyone can sit down and it very much is super diverse just naturally, which I think is cool. Right. It's not forced. It's just like whoever sits down and, most of the time is black people <laughs> i gotta say for whatever reason people of color are more willing to just sit down and talk to us i don't really yeah, know why yeah it's just part of it for some reason well what parts of la like are you well you went to vegas so and then you've done downtown a lot where else are, are you guys gonna go to portland uh we might i mean we've got some tour stuff in the works um but we you know we do wherever we basically just try to find this place that looks like we won't get kicked out and that there's an empty we usually try to find an empty storefront and do it in front of there so we've done a bunch downtown. We've done a bunch in Hollywood, Glendale. Bur- we just did Burbank two days ago. Um, right. Yeah, just kind of all over town. That's cool. We did it at a music festival in Orange County. We did it at a concert in Orange County. Just kind of wherever. Yeah. I think that I think that's pretty fun. I'm hosting an event tomorrow at the Standard. You oh should really? come to your podcast. <laughs> what type of at event? my work event? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's gonna be a bunch of like architects and designers is it outside or inside it's outside oh really yeah what time it's at the rooftop at the standard at like five o'clock interesting how many people are going to be there like 60 60 yeah i mean (laughs) i mean i'm definitely interested (laughs) (laughs) i told them there was going to be some surprise entertainment it's actually um there's going to be like people doing chair massage but it would be funny if there was a podcast also because they you know they're, they're aware that I do stand up and like I have a podcast. You think people so. would be down to sit down and talk to us? I think people would totally talk to you. Because <laughs> I definitely like the idea of doing it on a roof. Because everyone's going to be drinking. Yeah. So it's like, uh, and it's in the garden bar of the standard, which isn't officially open yet. So it is an outdoor setting because yeah. that's part of our thing. We have to yeah. be outdoors. <laughs> um, I mean, I might be interested, to be honest. Yeah. And everyone's, and it's open bar. So, open and bar. Free food. What time is the event from? <laughs> I mean, this is <laughs> funny to be talking about this on your podcast, but hey, it might come to fruition. What time is the event? It's from five to eight. Five to eight. I, I have a. I am going to a friend's movie screening at seven. Do you think if we recorded from five thirty to six thirty, or actually seven thirty? Do you think if I went from five thirty to six thirty, like people would be there and stuff, like hanging out? Yeah, I think people will be there. I think there'll be like enough people there. <laughs> All right, let me text my uh, <laughs> crew right now. Actually, I'll keep talking, but I'm just going to text them. Yeah, because it's a private event, so like. You won't get kicked out of the standard because yeah. you'll be inside my event. That's yeah, we, you, you c- you're giving us permission. Yeah, I'm giving you permission. I think it'll be funny. I think you'll get like at least like five or six people that will. Yeah, talk that's to all you. that matters. Yeah. yeah, they're architects. Yeah, and some of them are really young. Okay. And some of them, you know. Okay, great. I'm texting my crew right now. We can keep talking though. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is fun. I just thought of it right now. I yeah, mean, it's it could, funny. It could end up being a total disaster, but like you'll get free like sliders. No, and we stuff. can. Uh, we've never had a disaster. We always figure out how to make it yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I think they'll be like excited. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. As long as it's like authentic and no one like gets painted in a bad light. And oh no, we're very and positive. They don't like get to feel stupid or anything. No, like no, that. we are very positive. I mean, I'm telling you, like, yeah. we're not making fun of anyone. We're never like mean to anyone. Like, it's all positivity yeah. from us, and we just talk to people. It's not like that. We don't even really swear. Like, it's very, very PC. Oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> not PC, but it's just very like positive. And the only rule is they can't talk about me like being their boss. Yeah, we won't. We won't. Yeah. yeah. Because like that, I'm already like breaking, I'm already letting you behind the orange curtain right now saying that I even have a day job. Cause oh, like is that true? Because obviously like everyone on this podcast is supposed to think that I'm actually like successful. Oh, that's all right. Day jobs are bad. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I talk I talk about having a day job. I don't give a fuck. I think that like sometimes it's, it adds to the charm to like know that you can be dynamic and I don't know. For me, at almost thirty-four, uh, I need to be able to pay rent. So, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but that's something that, like, would you like for you? Did you ever have like any shitty day jobs when you got to LA in order to do stand up? Or I had some stuff that I was doing, but I, I didn't. I didn't have to struggle as much. You as You were so. already like pretty kind of like. I just set had some up. stuff come in, yeah, that seemed to yeah. do okay for me. See, that's what I think is cool because one thing that I've like the general consensus of a lot of the people that I've invited on and and something that obviously I am fully aware of. But I think for anyone listening, that's kind of in a spot where they're trying to choose between their passion and still being able to pay the rent and not have one of those stories where like I lived in my car and blah, 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 is like having a day job. Like what? Like if like for me, I struggle with, you know. If I didn't have a day job and I was just waiting tables or like trying to pursue something in comedy that's like writing or this and that, would I be more successful? And I don't know. I don't mm. know because sometimes I think mental stability and being able to pay your rent and not stressing about money helps yeah, you. Yeah, I think creative. it's much better to have a day job and a nice house than to have a few more hours a week to devote to. Con- I don't know. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to sit at home and write jokes all day? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't no. think it's really practical. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I like where did you ever have moments in the last five years where you thought maybe I don't want to do any of this anymore? Um, It's not even like I don't want to. It's just there's definitely been a lot of situations where I just feel like I've been, you know, not getting opportunities that I feel like I deserve or that I feel like I should be in the running for or whatever. And just like. You know, I didn't have, like, representation for a long time. That was very frustrating. And there's just, like, a lot of stuff that is, like, very disheartening because you're putting a lot of effort into something. And I feel like I am talented and do well, but then I just wasn't getting the results. And I don't know. It's just very frustrating. But I was never, like, about to quit. It just was, like, a frustrating process. And I'm still frustrated all the time by, you know, trying to pitch things that don't go or trying to, you know, I haven't done a late night set on TV. And I feel like I've submitted lots of tapes that are, like, very, very good and just, like, not getting the feedback. And I don't know. Is that the thing, though? Like, does everyone have to have a late night set now? Or no, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm not, like, that worried about it. But I um, I mean, I don't personally think that stand-up is going to be the thing that I'm going to become successful from. It's more like writing and other stuff. That's more like your focus? Yeah. I mean, I, I still do stand-up every week. But, like, I don't know. This podcast is going really well. And I feel like that's going to – not this one we're on now. This is actually going terribly. But the um, – no, I'm kidding. <laughs> going well but no like the thing that i started <laughs> there's is gonna be a lot of editing this is gonna be the first podcast you don't need to edit no have to, there was already like one thing that i said where i was like "Ooh, i need to take that out okay that's fine <laughs> but no i um no i mean i i mean i like doing stand-up but i'm just i i'm realistic about you know 
that I feel like I'm going to achieve success more from other stuff. This is a very cliche question, but did you always want to do comedy? I wanted to do entertainment, yeah, in some capacity. Like since you were a kid? I think so, yeah. Like in first grade when you write down like what you want to be when you grow up and you like lay down on a piece of paper and someone traces you and then you get to like draw what you're going to Did you ever do that? I don't know if I did. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think like how old do you think you were when you discovered like what comedy was? I mean, I guess I watched like Comedy Central in high school and stuff, but I lived in a very small town in Colorado with almost no culture. So Mm -hmm. it was like. You know, I wouldn't go to comedy shows. I would. I didn't really know that that was like a career path that was doable or something. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I was around and stuff. I wasn't even really like a fan of stand up when I started to try to do it. I didn't really know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I liked it, but I just didn't like actively watch it. Like you said, you know, you talk to people who are like, we're watching every you know prior special like every day yeah. or whatever. Like I wasn't like that. I mean, I liked comedy, but I certainly wasn't like obsessed with it or anything. Yeah. I can relate to that. I was kind of the same. I more like got comedy and started to understand like what a joke was when I was watching I Love Lucy uh-huh. as a kid, like that type of comedy. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was very on the nose, but like she was so, I don't know, she was just someone that when I grew up and thought about what was funny, like that was funny to me. Right. And then I would say as far as like watching actual comedians, like talking to a microphone unfortunately one of them was someone who's now like in jail oh no and that was a bummer he was a friend no 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 just a really famous comedian you know like raped a bunch of people and like drugged them and like that was like the first like he's in jail oh oh you're talking about bill cosby yeah i was like kidding i was just saying like yeah yeah. i was just trying to think of who that would be yeah that was just a bummer to like feel like oh he's so funny and then years later oh shit yeah you know. Not so good. That's why you can't ever have any heroes. I know. You know, you can't look up to people. Yeah. If you today, like, pretend like you're in an alternate universe and come stand up and, like, this type of career was not something, like, in your forefront, what would what do you think you would be doing? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Um I mean, I'm quite good at math, although I don't really know what I would do as a <laughs> career with that. Yeah, you did show us earlier you could count. Yeah, That's I did cool. the two times two thing earlier. <laughs> and I like nature a lot and, you know, like being in the forest and, you know, swimming and ocean. And I like that stuff. I don't know. So you think you like be teaching surfing? No, no, I don't, <laughs> think that's, I don't think that's what I would do. You'd be like s- having nature walks and like. I don't know. <laughs> I'm t- I can't. I can't really even. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm quite a creative person in terms of like wanting to create stuff. So, I I don't know. I mean, it's a tough question to uh, answer. I don't know. Okay, so that's good. So that actually, I just did a. I gave you a personality test. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you like your? Yeah, let's hear my results. results. Yeah. The results are that you are doing exactly what you should be doing since wow. you couldn't even imagine. No, I just could. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know what my drive would be. I don't know. My dad's like a business guy. and I'm not really interested in living the lifestyle that he lives. And then I don't know. Yeah. Are you are you close with your family, like your parents? And um, I don't think I'm close with my f- I'm close with some members of my family, but mm-hmm. I don't have a close family. Like mm-hmm. I, li- I love my family and we all get along and stuff, but I. Mm-hmm certainly have friends in my life who have much closer families like i will go months without talking to some of my siblings and stuff yeah. just by nature of 
our lives. How many siblings do you have? Four. Oh, wow. Yeah, but two are half and two are full. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's three. You're, are you a middle child, technically? I'm the lower of the two that I'm fully siblings with, and then I have a half on either end as well. And did you get the halves when you were, like, a little kid still, or did that One happen? half w- is older than all of us, and that was my mom's from our first marriage, and then my other half is 10 years younger than me, and he was my father's from his second marriage. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So you come from a broken home. Yeah, classic. And um, you grew up in like lots of places where it was kind of a bubble. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that makes sense that you do stand up. Oh, really? If I have to generalize. Yeah, I mean, although I don't really think my desire to do comedy or anything like that is a result of my upbringing. I think it's just I am, for whatever reason, funny and good at that. And um, that's what I was drawn to. That's cool. Confidence is key for sure. Yeah. Like definitely being confident in yourself. Uh-huh. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Yeah, I think so. In a lot of facets of life. Yeah. I hate talking about comedy and it, as I'm like always doing it, I'm like, I, I like started this podcast and then the more I started inviting people on, I'm like, Oh my god, they probably hate sitting here for an hour talking <laughs> about comedy. No, I don't actually really talk about comedy very much, so it's interesting. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, on my podcast, it's not really about that. It's just like talking to people about their lives, and then I'm op- opportunities to be funny. But no, I don't really talk about it very much. No. Cool. So that's good. Yeah, so that's fine. That's good that you're like the first get. You're like the first person that I've actually told that to. Okay. Yeah. No. This yeah. was like a very real. Yeah. This is moment. vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, I got like really vulnerable. You're, s- you're weeping right now. I. I'm not. <laughs> I never cry in front of people. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a lie. I think I cry like every day at work, but. Oh, wow. Is this rooftop going to be kind of a tearjerker? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't cry at work. Um, that was weird. That was a weird thing to say. Is everyone saying they want to do the rooftop architecture? Yeah, well, party? one of the two. So my intern is down, and now I just got to wait to see if my co host is down. Yeah. We have an intern for our podcast. I think if you're going to film it, it has to um, be kind of secret. <laughs> oh, is that true? I don't know. I have to find out. Uh-oh. This, this invitation might be rescinded here. Well, let me, because now that I'm, like, starting to think about the logistics, now that I'm thinking in a professional. Yeah. Hey, um, it might not be work. might not be right. Person. I mean, it's a small table. We just set up in the corner. Yeah. And then our I think our it'll be fun. Our I mean, camera person sits 10 feet away in a chair and then just kind of sits there and films. Okay. It's not like a whole setup. That's true. I think people might like think it's cool. I don't know. Are people like mixing and mingling? Is that like what's going on? Yeah. It's like a very diverse group. There's people from like all over the world. So English is a second language. They're all like really talented. Interesting. Are they um, live here or they're designers. here for like a... Or like no, a they all live here. Interesting. Like some of them, you know, they're all like really talented people. That's cool. Um, So it's like a cool environment. It's a very like hip creative environment. Um. But yeah, now that I'm like being professional, I think it would be fine. It might just be like funny. They like they'll like think it's cool. There's always entertainment. I mean, we we do film a lot of our events. I don't even think anyone will really think twice about it. All right, we'll see if my co-host is down. But yeah, yeah, Yeah. I might have to like hit you up in the morning and be like, okay, it's gonna be cool, but for like an hour. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. no, I mean we'd only be there for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no pressure. It does not matter. I, but, like, it would be really funny. Yeah. But I just like the idea of being on a rooftop. That could be good for us. Yeah. They do comedy at the standard. They right. Have I've been like there, yeah. Sh- yeah, a show. Actually, 
No, I've never been to that roof. I've been to the Ace Roof. The Ace. Oh, okay. Roof I have a good relationship with everyone that runs that one. Uh. Um, cause like I live like a, I'm like Hannah Montana. I live a double life. Wow. So. Well, what's what's your other life? My other life is my day job life. Right. right. Where I'm very well connected. Cause I used to work in entertainment on the other side. Oh, really? So yeah. Huh. I did some stuff. Cool. But um. This has been fun that you brought me four drinks. I know. We only really got to one each, but yeah. what are we doing on time, huh? Okay. I mean, we're good on time. Sometimes this goes a little over an hour. I try to keep it at, like, max, like an hour 15. Yeah, I get it. Sometimes it gets to, like, hour and a half. One time it got to two hours. Who's that? And I was just like, whoa, I think I found my person. Really? You really vibed with them? No, I don't know. It just, like, happened. <laughs> I think it was, like, we did the first hour, and we were both, like, we should be more interesting. Oh, wow. But, like, we didn't say it to each other. We just, like, both kept trying to, like, be more interesting. Yeah. In the conversation. It was, like, a date almost. Wow. And, um. Happy for you. Happy yeah. for you both. Yeah. I don't know what happened <laughs> to that person. I haven't talked to them in, like, four months. Is that true? No. It was just, like, one of my friends who's oh. a comic. He just, like, came over and we, like, we started the podcast and we kept going off on, like, 500 tangents. Wow. And like we talked about vertical blinds forever, cause like, did you notice? Do you know what color these blinds are? Uh, are they like off pink? Yeah, they're fucking pink, and I did not know when I rented the place. I mean, they almost seem white. It seems like they actually it looks like a shirt that was like in the wash <laughs> with like red stuff. You <laughs> right, know? where like you like accidentally shirt. have like that yeah. one red sock. It kind of seems like that. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. They're super retro, and every day, I'm either really upset about them, and then other days I'm like, you know what? I'm starting a new vibe. I'm like... Why are they... Op- you should open them up and get some light in here, no? No, I do. Okay. It's just now it's dark. Right. You want people to look in. I mean, sometimes I have them open and I'm like doing weird things in here. Right. And then I realize like people can fully see me from the street. Sure. So there's probably like some weird like fan cam thing happening. But... Yeah. So these are... So it's time. I think it's time for like last word sort of let me make sure i got all my questions okay so i asked you when you started comedy right um did i, I did i ask you that when you started yeah you asked me yeah. yeah you asked me um what made you want to be a comedian did we talk about that did we touch on yeah a little bit yeah little I think bit. So. who told you you were funny oh yeah that was like one of the ones yeah who told you you were funny? Who was like the first person who was like, you're fucking funny? Or I don't know. I just kind of, I don't know if it was really like that. I just, I don't you know. You told yourself. I don't know. I just was funny in my friend group and I don't know. That's cool. Okay. Um, when did you first feel success? Mm, I, mean, I don't know if I quite feel too much success, but this year has been pretty good for me. Yeah. But like success can be like anything, right? So I think this year in particular has been a good turning point for me like you have like really like a lot of gratitude yeah oh very much yeah and yeah. like you feel joy yes yeah you've achieved joy yeah i also just think being busy i mean this podcast that i'm doing again it's silly to act like it's such a big deal but it's just like we spend 30 hours a week on this a lot of people connect with it it's like getting attention like just being busy with something i think is it you don't really have time to focus on like jealousy or insecurity or like lack of things because you're just like busy doing stuff i think that this year has been the busiest year that i've had so that's been like a big turning point for me in terms of my own self like esteem in terms of my career and i think that's cool and then like you've also been single for a year now yeah yeah so like that do you think that that attributed to being more focused on this like no i'm wasting a lot of time dating 
you're wasting a lot of time. Yeah. How many dates are you going on a week? I don't know. I don't know. Too many. <laughs> Too many? Are, I you mean, on, are you on the apps? Not. I mean, I'm on Raya, but I haven't really met very many people from it. Yeah, I was on Raya also yeah, when I fine. was on the apps, and it was weird. It's fine. I don't know. I mean, I meet people. I'm not like... I don't know. I'm starting to, like when I, you know, I was with someone for three years. So when we broke up, it was like very much like, oh, I can single, I can do what I want, and I kind of devoted a lot of time to it. I've now chilled out, and I'm like not really caring as much about it. But mm-hmm. I still am hanging out with people. I don't know. That's normal. That's okay. Yeah. You know, it it's okay to be on the app. I did Hinge. Oh yeah. What is Hinge all about? Hinge is like you get you like get to answer different prompts. Okay. And it's supposed to make you seem interesting. Okay. It's supposed to be like conversation starters basically so it's like four prompts and then like four pictures of yourself and then um i think it's supposed to be like friends of friends of friends so whoever like it's like somehow your social media community taps in so it's like one degree of separation basically which i don't know if that's like a really good recipe for (laughs) trying to date because like what if you just keep running into people that are like friends of like people that you already dated yeah 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 and then that's kind of weird right sure yeah um but i deleted since january i've downloaded and deleted hinge three times oh really right now i'm not on you're not on not on any of the apps except instagram yeah yeah i've gone on like two dates with someone i met on instagram (laughs) no i've gone on a lot of instagram dates a lot yeah that yeah i mean i think like instagram is probably the new yeah i think so the new new. I think so. But it's like, because, uh, but it's also awful because then what if you like meet someone from Instagram and you like really like them, but then they're constantly meeting other people from Instagram and then you see that they're like adding all those people. So then you start thinking like, oh, every time they get like five new followers, it's probably like five new people they're going on dates with. I mean, I certainly don't pay attention to people's numbers of followers or anything like that. <laughs> so I don't know. It's <laughs> on you. <laughs> I'm just giving an example. Sure, it sounds very specific. <laughs> what, <laughs> what happens when you date on Instagram? Right. Yeah, I don't really. No, I don't know. It's worry a, about that's that. Some um, new joke material I'm working on <laughs> with dating on the internet. Great. Um, but yeah, so off the app. So that's cool. Okay, so you answered all those questions. I think good. I have one more. Um, oh, why am I not successful? <laughs> Wow, that's a pointed question. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't really know you. I mean, we've only hung out here and then and You're uh, the first on the sidewalk. You're actually want to answer it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you're doing wrong. I think <laughs> I think again, I think you know, success is, can be pretty arbitrary and yep. you just have to be in the right place at the right time and the right person to see you. I don't really know. I mean, you can consistently be doing very, very well at comedy and not achieve success that's just I happens. know, isn't that depressing it's not a talent it's not a meritocracy yeah because it's like what if like that's the one thing you really want to do with the rest of your life and then you never get to it it happens there's lots of talented people who have not achieved success there's lots of untalented people who have achieved success yeah and that's just how it is that's just it's just one or the other yeah i don't know wow okay so last question I know I said, I think I said that was the last one, but it's, it's okay. That's a bonus. Um, bonus round. What's most important to you? I made a lot of typos. Why? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't even know. It's like almost like I wrote this in like my own handwriting and now I can't read it. 
Um, okay, we'll just chalk it up to like what's most important to you in your career today. Like, what's like the m- one thing? Yeah. What's most important to me in my career? Yeah. Like. I mean, as in terms of like what I'm spending my time on or what I want. I don't know. That's you, well, your, it's your question. <laughs> <laughs> it's how you decide to answer it, I guess. I would just say it's the same thing as I said earlier. It's just doing stuff that I'm proud of that people like. Okay. I think that's all Do that you think you'll ever sell out and do something you don't like, but if you if someone was like, here's like all this money, and you, but you have to do this thing? I mean, if you're a hired hand for something, I don't think it really matters. You'll just sell out. If I like write and direct, if I like write a TV show that's bad, I mean, that's a little different. But if, you know, someone hires me to do something and it's not exactly my artistic sensibilities, I think that's fine. Who cares? You're still going to do it? Yeah. Like, what if you get a TV show on like ABC, but it's like the worst, but it does. I don't care. So well, like middle America fucking loves it. That's fine. doesn't matter. And there's like a catchphrase. (laughs) I think that's fine. And then wherever you go, people are always like. For whatever reason, maybe you yeah. wrote it, directed it, and starred in it. I mean, if I wrote it and it's bad, that's <laughs> that reflects poorly <laughs> on me. But again, if you're just like acting in something or you have a role in something, I think that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Like, what if the catchphrase was like, it had like a hand gesture also? <laughs> What's the phrase? <laughs> I don't know. I have to think of one. Like, I don't know. I'm. You're the writer. I don't really like sit and write jokes. I kind of just let life happen to me, and then I'm like, oh, that was a weird thing, and then it somehow ends up being funny later. <laughs> but I can't ever, like, sit and try to, like, write. It's weird. Oh, really? I mean, I guess I could if I tried to apply myself, but um, I feel like whenever I force myself to do something and I do, it ends up being shit, but, like, when it happens just organically. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. Okay. Last, last, last wow, question. What a bonus <laughs> round here. <laughs> what was the, f- do you remember the first joke you ever performed? Yeah, actually, I think I do. I think it was, um, <laughs> I was even younger and more innocent than I look now. And I think I just like, the first thing I ever said on stage doing comedy was like, something like, I know you're all thinking, who let this guy out of prison <laughs> or something? <laughs> something <laughs> like that. And I looked like I looked like I was probably 15, you know, because really? I was like 18 or 19. and I Or no, I guess I was 20, but yeah. But you looked like you were 15. I looked quite young, yeah. yeah. you looked pretty And then young. I think I did some, like, yeah, I think that was like the first thing I said, yeah. And how old are you now? In my 30s. You don't want to tell me? I'll just say 30s, you know, early um, 30s. It's so cute that you think like a lot of people listen to this and are going to know, <laughs> find out how <laughs> no, old I'm you really are. No, I'm in my early 30s. I mean, yeah, I'm 31 right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That is part of my podcast, though, that I do. Like a lot of people ask me how old I am because on our podcast, like whenever someone says their age, like if we're interviewing someone, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, how old are you? They'll say 18. We go, oh, us too. Or they say, oh, how old are you? Oh, 32. Oh, us too. Like we always say we're the exact same age as anyone we're interviewing <laughs> and they always believe us. Like most people think we're in high school. Like it's just funny. Like everyone thinks we're like high school students. And yeah, stuff. you do look pretty young. Yeah. I think you should run with that. I'm trying to. Just like seeing I played high school in my pilot that I wrote and acted in. Yeah. I think you have a long career ahead of you. Thank you, Lori. I think that I'm glad that you said yes um, to this podcast because you're going to force me to put my big girl pants on and edit it tomorrow good um i'm gonna produce the shit out of it do your work and just let 
probably won't. I'll probably like figure out how to get that one little piece that I said earlier <laughs> that I'm still fixated on like I'm out. I'm interested to hear what that was and later. And then I'll like dub it with some like music and pretend like we like did a commercial break. Okay. And um, you'll probably never remember like what that part was right. that we even talked about. Yeah, I don't know. I have um, no idea. You probably won't even listen to that. Oh, you did say the N-word a bunch. Is it that? No, I never said the <laughs> N-word. I don't know. You definitely <laughs> did it. If it's not on the podcast, it's because you cut it out. Because <laughs> you said it a bunch earlier. Definitely not that kind of person. <laughs> um, even if I got permission to, I would never. Right. So... All right, so well, this has been fun. I'm excited to drink my other Waterloo. Yeah, you gonna do watermelon or strawberry? Oh, I think strawberry. Okay, yeah, give it a shot. Because I had like w- I had watermelon um, juice the other day. Right, and that was enough to last yeah, you the week. Yeah, <laughs> I think like <laughs> one time of that is all the like it has healing properties, but that was enough. Um, so do you want to share your social? For my 22 yeah. fans. That's Andrew and then M-I-C-H-A-A-N is my last name. Michan. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram and Twitter, but no Facebook. I am, but I, I not exaggerating, have not posted there in maybe six to eight months. I don't use it. Six to eight months. Yeah. Okay. I just don't use it. And I'm thinking of just deleting it because I don't actually care about it. But I think you have to have like a ghost page to still be able to have all the other socials because they're all connected. Maybe so. Except for Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is just whatever. Because Ashton Kutcher invented Twitter. <laughs> and um, he doesn't like Facebook. Right, so right, right. Th- okay. I don't know if that's a true statement, but I'm assuming it's true. It might be true. Yeah. All right, Andrew. This was fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming over yeah. to my apartment. Thanks for letting me have a whole couch to myself. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. You can also try out all the chairs, too. If you You'll want. probably do that after we stop recording. I'll check out all yeah. the chairs. Yeah. Yeah. Try them out like Goldilocks. Sounds great. All right. Peace out. Okay. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>